Okay. I'm Mir. I'm Bells. And this is Mir and Bells. And what are we talking about today, Bells? We're talking about finally episode eight, season <laughs> two of JJK. Because I wanted to be on episode eight so bad. You have to do the recap, though, because I watched it on Thursday. Okay, no. So I watched it today, and I watched it twice. There is so there is so many like timestamps and like technicalities in this episode that I had to watch it twice to make sure that when I went through the recap, I knew what the frick I was talking about. <laughs> That's crazy to say. I'm glad I waited till I, today to watch this because if I would have watched it on Thursday, I would have forgot about half of what I would have remembered the fight between Itsudori and Grasshopper. Maybe the fight between Gojo and Jogo and uh, Old Girl because that was barely a fight. <laughs> I would have forgot everything else. <laughs> that's crazy to say. She said throughout the rest of the episode. <laughs> okay, so we entered the episode where we exited last episode with Gojo entering the um, first veil because we find out that there are actually two veils. So basically... I don't know if this is just how Japanese um, transportation works, but there are five levels of um, this section of Shibuya that they're in. There is a veil around the whole first level, and then there is a second veil all the way at the bottom, only around the fifth level, which is where the fight is taking place with Gojo, Jogo, Old Girl, and I don't remember her name, the, the cursed spirit that is... That has the freaking rose as an arm. Who speaks backwards. Who speaks backwards, yeah, her. And the last brother of the trio brother um, that Nobra and Itadori fought at the end of the first season. The last brother that's alive. So the four of them are bumping in the most bottom fifth level. So we open the scene with Gojo entering the level, entering the first veil, and then he finds out that there is a second veil. And <laughs> he's going to go step on the veil, and it looks like he's about to step on this girl's face. And she's like, what the frick is this guy doing? But he's stepping on the veil. So that was, like, funny. So he's going through, and then he comes face-to-face with all the people he's supposed to fight. So then we go out of that scene, and we find out where Itadori is because we made the observation that we did not know where Itadori was. We saw Megumi, Nobara, and we didn't see Itadori. So Itadori is with Meimei and Meimei's servant? She Who is that boy? You that's, always her, that's her brother. Go ahead and simp for a second if you need to. <laughs> She's bad. Uh, look, I don't, I don't know because I saw this post that was like, I think I screenshotted it. It was like, oh, who is like, who would get canceled on Twitter? And she was like, one of the people getting canceled on Twitter and, like, she was up, yeah, it's Mineta, Maki, Frieza, Ghetto, Rudis, Jiraiya, Denji, and Mei. Talking about some, which one of these anime slash manga characters would get canceled first if they had a Twitter? Why is Mei Mei getting canceled? What she done did? Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, she might she might get canceled for saying um, all men are worthless unless they have money. <laughs> Man, that's but that's her brother. That's her little brother. That kid. Oh, so that is her. I thought that was a brother. civilian. Yeah, I like when I first watched it. I was like, I was like, who is this civilian she brought on the battlefield? I knew he wasn't a civilian, but I thought he was like a servant or something. But, <laughs> but so we. So look, I don't know. As long as Mame doesn't like do anything illegal, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick beside her. Oh, oh okay. Anyways, <laughs> a sip at its finest. You saw it here. 
But so uh, May May Itadori and May May's little brother are all standing outside of the veil. And they're uh, coming up with like basically a game plan on how they want to attack because there's the outer veil where there are um, normal people, the inner veil where there are normal people. And then between the veils are transfigured humans. And there's also a cursed spirit down there that's outside of the inner veil. And then Maymay says that um, they're probably outside of the inner veil to protect the veil, which is true because there are some kind of like talismans or something that are outside that they go and destroy. And then they later um, take down, I think, the outer veil, right? Um, They take down the veils that are trapping the people in whatever subway they went in. Because I don't even know if they're in the round, if they're in the right place. Like, I know they're, they're all on level. So, so the top level is B1, Itadori's in B2, and Gojo's all the way at the bottom at B5. So then Maymay gives him the choice of either fighting weak, weak transfigured humans or a sh- one strong cursed spirit. Of course, he doesn't want to fight no transfigured humans. He doesn't want to kill anybody. You saw his traumatized face from the first time he had to kill those other four transfigured humans. He does not want to do that anymore. So also, so he goes to fight the cursed spirit, which is basically a grasshopper. And do you want to talk about the fight? Do you remember the fight? Yes, because it reminded me of DBZ. <laughs> oh, yeah, where they were just punching each other's hands. Yeah, so, yeah. He, so he goes in to fight the grasshopper, and the gra- he goes in to see the grasshopper munching on a human head, or the head's gone, and he's just munching away at this human body. And, like, I don't know. I guess I don't, I don't, I just don't watch as many, like, gory anime anymore. Like, I can't handle these scenes, bro. Like, when I see them, like, munching on humans or, like, humans, like, getting obliterated and freaking dismembered, I, I can't handle that. I don't know. <laughs> nah, that's that's so different because, like, like when we first started watching anime together, it, of course it was my hero. But, like, we were, we like, later after that watched Tokyo Ghoul where, like, somebody was trying to wear somebody's entrails as a scarf. So <laughs> it's just like so weird for to hear you say like, oh yeah, you don't watch gory stuff anymore. Like nowadays I have to warn her. When I send her something like, oh, go watch this. I have to warn her. Oh, it's gory. Don't be too shocked. And then she'll call me and be like, why the freak didn't you tell me that somebody was getting gutted for like five minutes? Like, <laughs> you know, I said it was gory. Like, wait, I'm supposed to tell you like what level now? Like, this is not a spice chart. <laughs> I don't. It's because I'm trying. It's because I'm trying to expand my horizons and watch different type of type different type of anime. So like, over when we were in lockdown, I was watching. I was binging Kurokono Basket. I was binging Fruits Baskets. Um. What else was I binging? Uh, did I start watching Me Summit? No, I didn't start watching Me Summit until after. But I was binging those two. And um, and then I went to go watch Tower of God. And in, I think, the first or second episode of Tower of God, someone gets sniped and their head just, like, explodes. And you just see a line of blood. And I was like, oh! and mind you, this is after watching a basketball game. Like, there's no blood. There's no death. So I'm like, what the freak? And then, like, after that, I just I just haven't been able to take gory anyway the same because mind you i watched parasite i watched all of parasite in one day with a straight face so i i just became queasy as i grew up <laughs> that's crazy because me i i grew up and i'm like dang 
I don't know, maybe because I stayed in the lane that we set, I'm just like, can the main character, like, get obliterated like this? Can they die? Please. <laughs> I'm begging. I have been begging probably for the past maybe year and a half for, like, them to clap the main character. Like, all of them can't make it out. Like, y'all are not all Naruto. <laughs> y'all not all Luffy. Because I know Luffy not finna die. Like, <laughs> man just reached his peak. Yeah, nah, but he also just achieved his physical peak. So, after how many years? Is Luffy aging? Like, how much time has passed in the show since the beginning? I have no clue. Anyways. Watch but... it like, six months. <laughs> <laughs> so, Itadori comes face-to-face with the cursed spirit who's guarding the veil. And they get to talking. And the cursed spirit, he's talking about some, oh, he's so clever. He, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I know you're a jujutsu sorcerer because you're so clever. And um, and they start having a conversation. So Itadori is like, yeah, so where's Patchface? And this is where we find out that the sorcerers, you know, well, we actually find out from Meme because he all, she also calls him Patchface. So the sorcerers don't know Mahito's name, which now that I think about it, it makes sense because why would they? They don't, like, talk to sorcerer spirits. They don't care. Yeah. They talk to them because... Uh, Sakuna and Maito was laughing in Itadori's face. It's just that, why would I care about your name? I'm here to kill you. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. Which, when Itadori heard that, he was like, oh yeah, Junpei, mentioning dead people, Jesus. What's it called? Junpei mentioned that that was his name. Why Junpei knew his name? But, you know, actually, never mind. He was being manipulated by him. Yeah, because, yeah, because Junpei was getting groomed. (laughs) Bro, manipulation only a couple days after being born? That's impressive right there. For real. So they're having a conversation. And so he calls him Worst Patch Face. And the grasshopper's like, who the frick are you talking about? And he's always like, the one with the stitches. And then the, the grasshopper's like, don't insult my intelligence. Like, I'm clever. So this grasshopper, Cursed Spirit, has like an obsession with being clever, being like smarter than he really is. Even though he's probably like a three, like a three-day-old Cursed Spirit. So, so then days. he's like, oh, you're talking about huh it's saying that uh three years has passed three years has passed since what oh since the beginning of one piece mm-hmm. there's uh, uh, I, I guess there and then there was a time skip that uh places them two years later oh. but that okay. that that is like around episode 600 so uh, more time has passed since then i guess also side note but i looked it up and apparently only 10 percent of one piece is filler oh yeah i knew that like so it's like 900 episodes of like genuine stuff you have to watch. Like, are you, anyways. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So then the curse spirit is like, oh, you're talking about Maito. Yeah, yeah. Maito is really scary. Like his sorcerer, his sorcerer, um, or his cursed energy is really bad. And he's like, the transfigured humans taste different than regular humans. And he's like, oh yeah, I can tell the difference because I'm clever. So then, they get to bumping and Itadori gives him a good, good punch. And then and then they have a little standstill and then they're just talking. And then for some reason, the curse so the curse spirit is like, oh, like you don't know like what kind of curse spirit I am. And Itadori's like, Aren't you a grasshopper? And he's like, <laughs> You're clever, like, bro. He's like, Oh, this sorcerer, he's clever. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. They let they let these curses talk and they think they're somebody like <laughs> for real. 
And so he was annoying. I'm not gonna lie, the grasshopper was annoying. I wanted him to get his ass whooped as fast as possible. Yeah. And but so I thought like, they were trying to drag out the episode with this. Yeah, for some reason, this fight was like half the episode because once we get to once we get to the showdown with Gojo versus the other cursed spirits, we're already more than halfway through the episode. So they really were trying to drag out the episode with like explanations and stuff like that. Um, so. Each door is like, yeah, you're a grasshopper. Then the narrator goes into a back a backstory. So technically, I guess it's like a it's not really a grasshopper. It's like a I forgot what it's called, a locust something that like eats anything, eats paper, clothing, humans. And they're talking about some it needs to eat its own weight worth of food in order to grow. And so a grasshopper of the size that he was has to eat twenty five hundred people a day to grow. And I'm like, well, if there were if there were beings out here eating 2,500 people a day, I think, like, something would need to be done. I don't know about all of that. I don't know if that's, like, just within the Jutsu Sorcerer Road or something like this animal exists in real life. But, of course, isn't getting big enough to eat entire people. I'm sure it's, like, based off some kind of, like, real insect. But anyway, so then, for some reason... So after the after Itadori reveals that he knows he's a grasshopper, the cursed spirit is like shocked, and for some reason lets Itadori pull up on him right to his face. Like so, then they're just having a standoff like right in front of each other. And this, and I will say, this episode like made me like Itadori more than I liked him in the first episode because I didn't really like Itadori so much. Bells does, but I didn't really like him too much because he just came off as like a generic main character like very happy-go-lucky you know something happened tragic in his life and he wanted to make up for it he wanted to honor his grandpa's wish on like having everyone have a um have a meaningful death and like live a meaningful life which we see later after the fight he goes back and prays for that corpse that came in the beginning that we saw in the beginning of the fight and so but this made me like him more because like when he pulled up in the fight he like was very confident and like even though his cursed energy is just punches, like he's like very agile. He has he's very like quickly witted, and he didn't really have to use too much like thought process in this fight because there was such a power difference between him and this cursed spirit. But he went in like assessed the the situation and got the information he could from the cursed spirit. So I really like that about Itadori. This like made me like him more. Also, I feel like he's more educated. Like he went down there and like. He was like, oh, yeah, it must be that thing in the corner, the little little nail in the corner that looks weird that's causing this. And then uh, once he did get the business after having that long, drawn-out conversation, he, he got to work. He got to work. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I saw that it was on Instagram. This is a good thing about the Internet. Like, you can see cool stuff. Basically, one of the animators who, were, who was animating this scene actually – animated it from him shadow boxing so itadori's movements like before they're like quick blurring it out are somebody's actual movements and that's what i was saying about like there's fights that look so good that it, it looks like it's referenced from people that i feel like that confirms it all mm-hmm. the fights are referenced from people unless toto's on screen because that's just not possible <laughs> so after so they have their little standoff and then Itsudori goes in for the punch. And then they start having the DBZ fight that Bells was talking about. So they're just, like, punching each other, punching each other. Like, seeing who can, like... Basically, they're just trying to out-brute-force each other. There's no tact in this fight. There's no skill. 
at this point in the fight, they're just trying to out brute force each other. So Itadori wins the brute force battle and slams the slams the grasshopper. But then, so when Itadori first pulls up in the fight, he says, oh, it doesn't look like this grasshopper has any tricks. Like he's just fighting head on. But in fact, he does have a trick and he spits out some kind of venom, which Itadori dodges pretty easily. And then this little like tail thing he had this whole time can basically stretch out be like three times longer than he already is. But, and so Itadori looked a little bit surprised, but he basically easily dodged that too. And then slams the, um, the grasshopper's tail and obliterates it. And then he's like, so you've eaten, you know, a bunch of people. Are you ready to pay for like the sin you've committed? Which is like the same thing that, which is a similar thing that, Tanjiro said to that baby demon in season two was it season two or three of demon slayer season three in season three of demon slayer where that little baby demon came out and he's like oh you've eaten like thousands of people like no, you that have was to season one no well, he probably says it in every season <laughs> well but also um your favorite Hashira she says it in the woods too like oh you thought like we could be friends after all the humans you consumed to that girl in the woods yeah she did say that yeah 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 so yeah that's actually a popular sentiment in demon slayer so Itadori says that to this grasshopper curse and then basically kills him off screen and then and also they give us timestamp for that for everything that happens Itadori took care of this quick he took care of this in like in like 10 minutes because he when he pulls up to the grasshopper it's 904 i think and then when he meets up with maymay it's 915 so he took care of this very quickly so him and maymay are now running i don't know where they're going to next actually i think i forgot maybe they're running to where to the lower because they lifted the first veil so i guess they're running to the lower veil and then that's when we come upon the fight that everyone's waiting for Gojo versus the two curses and the evil human. And so we're flashing back between the game, the game, we're flashing back between the fight and Ghetto talking to Jogo about their game plan. And so basically their game plan to fight Gojo because they can't fight him head on is to use the humans to their advantage because Gojo obviously cares about the humans and will not do anything that will kill a bunch of humans for no reason. So Gojo has to, but obviously they don't care about the humans. So when they launch their first attack, they just they just start zipping through the humans. Jogo launches his attack and is setting all the humans on fire. Um, the the cursed girl, the cursed spirit woman, is freaking bulldozing a bunch of the humans. You can see their body like exploding, blood splattering. They don't care. But Gojo, on the other hand, has to think about like he doesn't want to hurt any humans so he can't launch any big attacks ghetto mentions that he can't charge up blue um he can't charge up blue to the max he can't use his domain because even if he has the even if he has the skill to only capture the his opponents in the domain the space between his domain and the real world will instantly crush all of the humans so he can't open his domain but also the opponents can't open their domains because anyone caught in anyone in any of their domains will die so um gojo will probably give up on those humans and be like okay well they're caught anyways they're gonna die anyways and then gojo will open up his domain and they're automatically gonna lose in a domain tug of war so no one's gonna open any like traditional big domains and so they launched their first attack and Gojo uses infinity to, of course, so they can't touch him, but then they open up, what is it called? A, um, 
a domain. What is it called? I forgot. They opened up some kind of domain. Do you know what it's called? Do you remember? Hell no. That's why I got Crunchyroll open. <laughs> so they opened up something. Every time I go on stream, I just open Crunchyroll because there's <laughs> there's no way you're going to remember every single thing. Yeah. So they opened up something that's similar to a simple domain where instead of encapsulating their opponent into the domain, they encapsulate themselves which does reduce the direct hit guarantee. However, it does nullify their opponent's technique. And so they're actually punching through Gojo's infinity. And so he has to dodge the attack. First of all, no, you said that wrong. I did? Yeah, no. It's basically like instead of you being in their domain, they're in their own domain. But because of it, it it's still a guaranteed hit. No, it's not. They, he literally yes, it said is. it lessens the guarantee hit effect. No, I'm pretty sure this. I'm gonna look at it. I'm yeah, gonna look at it because I'm pretty sure they said like, "Oh, it's still a guaranteed hit." That's for the simple domain, but not whatever this is. I forgot what it's called. In the simple domain, you still get a you still get a guaranteed hit. That scene was beautiful though when they came up and they tried to sneak him because that's what that was <laughs> sneaking at his finest. And ghetto, he just giving out all the info. Damn. Yeah, Ghetto, I mean, Ghetto has had year, 10 years to think about this. <laughs> also, he was like, he's going to pull up in 20 minutes. He's going to pull up with a prison realm, whatever the frick that is. That doesn't sound great. I'm not going to lie to you. That does not sound good for the good guys. That doesn't sound good for anybody. That doesn't sound good for all them humans that are about to get obliterated. Yo. But, um, so, okay, well, Buzz is going to look that up to make sure we, we have that domain expansion information correct but anyways so they open up their domain or they do that little fight domain and then domain domain amplification, amplification. Mm -hmm. okay so then because of because of it nullifying his infinity technique he has to dodge they end the episode with the cliffhanger with gojo taking off his blindfold which means he's getting serious he says at the end of the episode oh it's funny how like you thought that you were going to beat me with just this, that you thought that this was going to be enough to beat me. And I have a comment. First of all, how come when he takes off his blindfold, his hair falls down? Does his blindfold also hold up his hair? I'm assuming so because <laughs> my man got the crispiest lineup under there. I don't know what that is. I don't know who his barber is, but y'all need to out Gojo's barber because why does he have the cleanest transition on his temp fade in the back? Because back, like, back in the day, he did not have a fade. Adult Gojo has, like, the cleanest lineup in the back, the the most perfectly blended temp fade. Like, bro, what is this? <laughs> Gojo think he black! Ah, chill! <laughs> <laughs> nah, he look good. But yeah, you can see here what I'm talking about. That That is A1 blending right there. I right don't... Here in the I don't know why. Okay, so his blindfold is around his hair, but it I don't understand why it defies gravity. And then when he takes off his blindfold, it doesn't want to defy gravity anymore. I don't, <laughs> maybe Infinity is keeping his hair from touching his forehead. Maybe that's just his preference. Bro, if he's using his powers for something so... <laughs> I'm going to get mad. I, it better be the blindfold. <laughs> but then again, I, I guess if you're going to have it on... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna, we're gonna run through oh, wait, wait, gonna wait, run wait. through of the episode. Wait, 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 did you find out the information yeah. about the main? Okay, so what is it? He said, I suppose you would think of that after eyeliding with curse users. And then he says, Domain amplification. 
Hurry up, Gojo. Come on. It's the same principle as a new shadow school's simple domain. Hold on. They envelop themselves within a domain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It says while that reduces its guaranteed hit effect, it ensures they neutralize any technique used. Yes. So they don't necessarily get a direct hit, but they will nullify uh, Gojo's infinity, which is why you could see okay. them getting through it. Yeah, this. I this watched this episode twice me. so that I could talk about it. <laughs> that would allow. He said that would allow their hits their attacks to hit me and i was like that's what made me probably feel like that bitch was guaranteed because if you can hit gojo you can hit anybody (laughs) for real well well uh in a domain expansion gojo can get hit too remember they made that distinction like in a domain it is a guaranteed hit even on satoru gojo yeah yeah so either way he he can get hit in a domain expansion and then they were worried about him um because on the playground scene that's right after that and the flashback they're worried about him doing his own domain expansion and they were like oh yeah nah it's not possible because if he does he's going to kill all the humans in there because he has to be touching somebody for them to be unaffected so himself and whoever he's touching is unaffected by infinite void so he can't bust an infinite void in there yeah which he is can't bust because infinite, infinite void because either he's going to kill everyone in his infinite, uh, in his domain, or he's going to squish all the people outside his domain. <laughs> yeah, because of the veil. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. This, okay, so this, how Gojo proceeds in the next episode will show us how much he actually values human life. Because he hasn't flinched by them, like, doing all of this at all. Yeah, when Jogo and... I need to figure out... Is her name Minami or Nanami? No, Nanami is the other guy. Is her name Minami? For some reason, the word... The name Minami is coming to mind. I thought her name was Hanami. Wait, that might be correct. It's something me, Nami. (laughs) (laughs) But as they were just, like, bum-rushing all those humans... Yeah, he was not flinching. That's why I was like, oh, them trapping him down there with humans. Because remember last week I said, oh, I don't think he values human life as much as they think that he does. Jujutsu sorcerers can't kill humans. It's part of the rules. But yeah. like, humans becoming casualties to curses is different from him actually killing them. Now, if he busts an infinite void in there, genocide. He would only open his void if they open their... He would only open his domain if they open their domain, which they shouldn't, so... Hanami. Hanami. Mm-hmm. Hanami. I was right. Gender male? No, it's a girl, right? Bro, on the Jujutsu Kaisen wiki, it's saying that she is a he, but I could have sworn it, that's a her. Maybe that's a spoiler that we don't know. <laughs> that's a she. I don't care what the uh, As far as we're concerned, it's a she. So, <laughs> you know what? It's a it, because it's not even human. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> But, okay, so now that we've done a run-through of the episode and everyone's on the same page about what's happening, what did you think about Itadori v. Grasshopper? I said I wanted to see fighting, so I can't really complain about it, but it's definitely, like, mid. Yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a quick rush. It was, it was quick... just, like, to fill time. So Yeah, I guess just to, just to get Itadori back on the screen, like, you know, see a little bumping... It was definitely just to, like, fill in some time. I would have rather... I think I would have rather... I can't wait to see um, May May fight. Because they did show in the opening... I am going to watch this opening every time. I love the opening. But they did show um, May May releasing her technique. So we will get to see her fight this this season, I think. 
besides like slaughtering people for bonus, like slaughtering random curses for bonus. Mm. I do. I mean, she was. Fight. I think she was fighting the transfigured humans, not curses. Yeah, but still, I'm surprised she hasn't been talking about a bonus. Like, I think that's the only episode that we've seen her like not actually talk about somebody giving her more money. Girl, I don't know about that chick. I do not know about that chick. But yeah, so what would you what would you rate the Itadori v Grasshopper fight? Five out of ten. Five out of ten. Yeah. That's actually a good score. I probably would give it a six just because it made me it made me appreciate Itadori more. I have to give it a five out of ten. Cause this is the thing, like I, I realize like even sometimes when I give eights to episodes that I feel like are good, like you kind of have to look at it. What's the difference between eight and ten? It's two. So, like, how many stairs in, in, like, relation to a good episode and a masterpiece? Like, is two enough? That fight's not no masterpiece. That uh, fight is, yeah, far yeah. from a masterpiece. It's a good fight. But, like, it's also, I know what it is. It's filler. It's to get your blood pumping. It's to give you the action that you want to see. Because they've done a lot of setup. That fight is just to give me a little taste of new Itadori. Not season one Itadori. Also, Itadori's pissed off. I could tell because he is looking for Maito. He need his lick back. I mean... They really put Junpei in the opening and killed him. That makes me feel like nobody's safe. For real, because they made it seem like Junpei was supposed to survive. Like, and I don't like, know why they did that. Jutsu Sorcerer, like, bro. Yeah. What? Oh, that, was, that was uncalled for. I don't really know why they did that. <laughs> Maybe, you know what it was? It was probably so that, like, they can justify whatever's going to happen between Itadori and Maito. And, like, wh- also, this is a thing. Remember how, like, I sent y'all that edit in the group chat where it was, like, oh, um, it was Itadori practicing. And Gojo was, like, that punch had no no curse behind it. And he was, like, why? I tried real hard. And he was, like, because you had no negative emotions behind it. And he was, like, so y'all have to be tripping out 24-7. He, he don't have that yet but i feel like junpei is the first step to like him losing sanity like chirping balls because like megumi i don't care what anybody says he was the best example in season one from going to like oh very regular to instantaneously chirping balls like you went from like oh i'm just gonna play my trump card to you know what I'm gonna bust a domain expansion. Oh my gosh. I can't believe he was gonna go and kill himself before trying to open a domain expansion. That that was kind of crazy. That made me like that whole I rather sacrifice myself junk was starting to really piss me off. Like, why are you so like man? You're ready to die. Yeah, like self-sacrificing, like Okay. But okay, so yeah, Itadori versus the Grasshopper was cool. And then, um, yeah, and also I just remembered what, what the scene was. So they, when Itadori and Mei Mei meet up, they go to the next level, and then they just see one person, and she looks traumatized, so I'm, I don't know if there's a more people there, and they all got transfigured, or they all got bum-rushed, but for whatever reason, she's the only human there, and she just looks traumatized, so maybe you're gonna figure out what happened to her later. Um, yeah, but so it was like, it's too late, like, what, did they curse it, like, eat their brains and then leave the rest of them or something? Like, I, I don't they know. fry they junk? But um, so what did you think? What do you think about Ghetto and them's um, plan against Ghetto? I mean, against Gojo. Depending on how much respect and like uh, 
how high he places on the level of importance of human life, this could go really bad for the curses, or this could go really good for them. If Gojo actually values human life, then, like, this is going to go really bad. because like, I don't understand does... why you keep on questioning Gojo's value of human life. He values the humans. Like, he's not going to just... He's not going to just kill them all. The reason why they're doing this is to save them. That's all the all the humans there are hostages for this reason. If Gojo didn't value human life, this this plan wouldn't work. Cuz he would he would just open up purple on them. Like <laughs> oh yeah. No, actually, you know what? You're right because I just remember what Geta was teaching him. He was like, "Oh, don't do pointless killing. Like it, only kill when there's a point to it." But me personally, maybe it's my own moral compass going off in my head because me personally, You're obliterating protected. all of you bitches is worth killing all these humans. <laughs> <laughs> be for real. Be for real. If I could obliterate every main op in the show right now, like when you like fraction it out, it's not an improper fraction. The human's life. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It, it, it's adding up to me. <laughs> like, oh my god! If you do end up killing any of these humans, even if it's by purpose or accident, I won't flinch either. <laughs> <laughs> also, something something that the JJK story keeps on doing is it keeps on like pointing out the, like the difference between like regular everyday humans who like have no, I guess, like natural curse energy, and humans who do like. Because there was a little conversation going on, and one of the humans was like, "Oh, what are those two talking about?" And the another, and his friend was like, "Don't you mean four? Yeah. So one of them can see Jogo and Hanami, but the other one can't. So they keep on stressing that there are some humans who can just naturally see cursed energy, even though like they're not trained to, and some who can't. Which I feel like, I like. So this is what I said last episode. I feel like this is because like this is the big flaw in Ghetto's plan to kill all non-sorcerers because because there are some humans who naturally can't see them even though they have no training like this shows that there is a path to just train all humans to control their cursed energy rather than kill them yeah i think that's why they keep showing those moments yeah i think they are trying to you're right i didn't think about that that like i i did notice that they were like subtly shoving it in our face in the past couple episodes because we don't encounter a lot of humans uh at all really like regular non-jujutsu sorcerers so like i was i noticed it because when i was watching the episode i was on the phone with you and like my comment to that was oh yeah we were right like there are people who can see it and like there are people who just can't and like some people are seeing other stuff that some are not seeing like some are actively watching this fight and then there's some who are just confused like yeah there's some that watch the veil drop down on them and there's some that are like oh no there's just this invisible barrier that i can't pass right like when jogo launched his initial attack there were there was literally like four humans like directly in front of him and one of them was just like on his phone and in my head when i was first watching it i was like why are you all just standing in front of this like terrifying looking being with the volcano on his head then when i watched it the second time i was like oh they can't see him they yeah, cannot there's see some him. people who like like the dude who can see him was like come on i'll help you run away come on i'll help you and like the girl is kind of like she's probably she probably can't see shit so she's real scared and like 
the dude goes and kills him, talking about something, I told you not to run away. So that means you talk to him, and you know he can see you. Right. That's true, because I, I was wondering that when, when Jogo killed him. I was like, wait, so can one of these humans see him, or can they neither of them see Because why, cause why would, but why would that human run up to her right next to the, right next to that curse? Like, is he that brave? Like, uh, and then two, if they can't see him, they can't hear him, right? So he's talking about something, I told you not to run away, but like, did, did you? <laughs> really, did you? So I was a little bit unsure if either them or one of them could see him. But this episode had some action, but it was basically a setup for the next episode. Because I guess this is the next episode or maybe the one after that where we're going to see Ghetto's prison room, whatever the heck that is. I guess. I don't I don't. I don't know what the fuck he got up his sleeve, but it's real bad. Because, again, it's still the beginning of the arc, and cl- clearly they're trying to get rid of Gojo. That's very clear. And and Gojo knows that, because he was like, I see what they're doing. Right. So this prison realm thing might like be like a, a nine-tailed seal or some shit. I don't know. What? <laughs> Bro, if it is, <laughs> we're fucked. You said a nine-tailed seal. I need to be a freaking ten-tailed seal. It's called a prison realm. Like, that don't sound good. There's no... Is that a domain expansion? Like, what is that? I have no clue. But, like, what what are you prepping? He talking about something that's going to take him 20 minutes to get it ready. What are you doing with it? Uh, Why does does Jogo and Hanami have to fight Gojo? Why Why didn't he been... Why hasn't he been uh, preparing it so that he could just pull it out as soon as Gojo entered the... You know what? I don't know. We'll we'll find out next episode. Bro, but remember, he likes that dramatic shit. So he want to pull up, shock Gojo or some shit, and then do whatever he got to do. Mm-hmm. But, um... Okay, so, so here's the thing. We know heavy. Gojo's not going to die. So... Yeah, it's Gojo Sataro. Yeah, we know Gojo's not going to die. We know Ghetto's not going to die. Um, maybe Ghetto, Ghetto, maybe Gojo or Hanami may be exercised, but fat chance, I don't know. That other human may not get exercised anytime soon. So, if, I, don't if, I think only out of the three of them that are down there, only one of them. I don't think they'll allow three of them to get exercised. I just don't see that happening. Well, one's a human, so he, he would just die. He wouldn't be exercised. Yeah, that's true. One is a human. Also, he has a vendetta for Itadori, so he's going to let them fight it out. Yeah, because remember, he killed his brothers in season one. Yeah. So they're not going to... Because this is the thing. I don't believe that, like, they're going to go let Itadori go get their his lick back on my toe. Like, like this man don't got need to get his lick back on you. No. <laughs> I don't believe that they going to just let Gojo kill that man. That's not okay. Also, Jogo need to get his lick back on Gojo. Good luck. My dude, that, that's, that's why you came in here three deep. Cause you nah! to do it. <laughs> oh my goodness! He's gonna have to jump that back. Mm-mm. Then, but, um, mm-hmm. yo, oh, 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 girl, need her lick back too. Hanami, she need her lick back too. He be damn near told you. She, he, um, she escaped within an inch of her life. <laughs> she, she, bro, she. She damn near got told you. Remember, she didn't have no arm. She was like holding that thing. Like she was, she almost got obliterated. She really and, and she got like obliterated from like the beginning of the school. Like he wasn't even nowhere near her. He was just like, you know what? Let me launch purple through half of the damn campus. Why would you do that? 
Like, be- that's why they got autumn humans because he'll just launch the biggest attacks for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Ahanami told them about that shit. She was like, oh, I was fighting these two kids and then out of nowhere, this big purple ball just came and smacked me. I almost died. <laughs> but yeah, so we know we know Gojo's not gonna die. We know Ghetto's not gonna die. We know Itadori and the other two are not gonna die. I don't know how this is gonna I don't know how this is gonna be resolved because none Somebody of these gotta like, die. Someone's <laughs> gonna die. To die. I assume I'm assuming, so, like like Bell said, someone on the other side has to die. Either one of the two courses are going to get exercised or that human's going to die. Someone has to get obliterated. Well, also, we have all of these characters that we, like, we have a lot of returning characters and a lot of newer characters, so they getting their ass clapped, too. I think we're not walking out. This is going to become Attack on Titan real soon. I feel like we not, we're walking out with a fraction of this damn cast. Uh... I mean, this could, I don't know if this will turn out like Attack on Titan, because, like, so, with Attack on Titan in Season 3 and the big showdown with the with the uh, Beast Titan, they came back with only nine soldiers. Like, 90% of their, including their commander, all died. All of them. However, the Jujutsu, like, sorcerer army is much smaller. So, I don't know if the Arthur would do that, where he would, like, kill a majority of the cast. And definitely not a majority of the main cast. Like, do you think May May could die? I don't know. I, I would like to say yes, but I think that bitch is too money hungry to let herself go out like that. Sheesh. We also she, have to remember that this is also too the much assessment of, like, of their, like, first person. grade level. Man, if they walk out of this bitch, just give it to them. <laughs> and May May does make the the um, comment that East Story's already at first grade level because he dealt with that grasshopper so easily. So, there's that. I wonder. I wonder who we're gonna see. Are, is I wonder if the next episode is gonna be like straight up Gojo versus the Ops, or like a little bit of Nobra, a little bit of Nanami, a little bit of somebody else. I don't know. Cause like there are people like posted all around the Vale to quote unquote get Gojo's leftovers. But I don't know how much leftovers is gonna be when he's only fighting like three. Not only, but he's just fighting like three opponents. So there's not like there's not like other. I mean, I guess like I guess Mei Mei took care of the transfigured humans and then. Ichiori took care of that one curse. So maybe there's, like, other things like that in other places. But now the the top veil is lifted, right? So Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What if, I don't know, there's so, it's so complicated with, like, the veil situation that, like, I know that Gojo's in the second veil. We just released the first veil. But, like, what if there's more veils than we think there are? Like, what if they're only showing us, like, half of what's going on? Because, like, what is Maito doing? He's talking about some, oh, meow, it's down. Old dude got defeated. And, like, what are you doing, though? Because he was like, oh, I want to go fight them. But, like, what are you doing? I don't know. I get they They have some kind of multi-layer plan. He's He got something to do. He gonna do something. This shit deep. Like, this this ten plan might actually be worth 10 years. For real. He thought this one out. He thought this one. Ow. We were just talking about how they were in love, and now he he doing the he plotting the nastiest get back on this man. That is true, girl. Ghetto didn't gone off the deep end. I I wanna I wanna know the brain chemistry that made Ghetto's mind click like that one day. <laughs> like he saw those two little girls in like that cage, and then just decided to obliterate that entire city right there on the spot. He just decided to uproot his entire life on a whim, like. 
Just right there. Bro, he was already on the brink. Like, I don't know. His, I feel like after talking to that damn girl, where, where's that bitch at? <laughs> where That's is Special Gray Lazy? You need to get your ass out here right now because this is part of your fucking fall, ho. <laughs> I don't care what nobody said. This is part of her fault. Like, oh it, I feel like it would have taken him way longer to spiral out of control. He pro- possibly could have got to talk to Gojo and some people and maybe got some help or quit like Nanami did. But, like, no, here comes Special Grade Lazy. This stupid bitch knows that he's on the brink of, like, losing his sanity. And was like, oh, you, you don't need to talk the talk. You need to walk the walk. Like, girl, you just created the, you created the series up. In one conversation, bro. Because after he had that conversation, he went on that mission. He looked at them kids. He didn't even look back at them people. He just looked at them kids. He was like, you know what? I'm going to slaughter all of these monkeys. Like, oh, oh my God. Now, you know what? Also probably rubbed, like, salt in the wound. She's just like, damn. It wasn't for Gojo killing Toji. I really would have studied him, even though he said no. Like, Right, you're making his options seem less and less, or, like, more and more like this is the only (laughs) option. Man, if I was ghetto and I was hearing that shit, getting emotionally distressed, I would have thought that was only option too. I would have been like, you know what? I should just start here. I should act like I'm going and visiting my parents. I should murder the shit out of them. I murder everybody on my next mission, and then I murder everybody at Jujutsu High, like just cause. Not even, not even because they're monkeys. Just cause I can. <laughs> the thing is, is like. So he wants to create. He wants to create a world where all non-sorcerers are killed to end the creation of curses. However, all all other sorcerers are against him. So now he has to kill all these sorcerers. So he's gonna kill like all humans, all non-sorcerers, and most of the sorcerers because most of the sorcerers are against him. So what kind of world is he trying to create? Like, and he's also he's also trying to end the creation of curses, but has curses on his team. Like, an evil curses that just bulldoze through humans. I mean, I mean, I guess he bulldozing through humans that he don't care about, but... Look, this is the thing. Guess what? If I was ghetto, this is a great plan because not a lot of sorcerers are going to join my team. First of all, where is that group of sorcerers that was with him during the movie? Where are they at? Well, Miguel, he switched sides with his black ass. He, he, he on the good side. He on the money team. <laughs> Gosho done beat him into the right side, did the right choices and shit. And then, um, I don't know He's where He's really a monkey now. Yeah, honestly. Because what you, why did you do that? Like, you took one L and now, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> the rest of the crew, where are y'all at? Where's the naked dude, the two girls? Like, where are you guys are the at? Two, are the two girls not the, the two little girls we saw him save from that village? Yeah, those are the two girls. But I'm saying, like, where are they in present time? Like, all we've seen him do is hang out with curses. Maybe after that fight, he realized he needed, like, a stronger force that, like, only curses would be able to fulfill whatever he was planning. But, like, if I was ghetto, that's a great idea because guess what? You you can all help me do our bidding and, like, I can promise you a world that's just curses, but really I'm trying to annihilate all the humans so that there will be no curses and I'll just exercise y'all asses later. The, 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 also, the other thing about fighting with curses is, like, they can get dismembered and, like, be okay. Like, if a human gets her arm cut off, it's game over. Oh, another uh, thing is, the way that Ghetto's ability worked is, like, he can take unclaimed curses. I doubt that any of them... Sorry, I just bugged my mic because there's a mosquito in my room. 
naked. That's not good. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just got it. What's it good? No, nah, but why? Um, yeah, nah, he can take any unclaimed curses. I doubt any of them niggas is claimed. Just because y'all got some some special intelligence don't mean you claimed. Right. Also, where's the worm? Worm? The worm. Worm? The worm. I don't know what you're talking about. The worm that that Toji had that he took. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, yeah, did Gojo the- take that? No, no, no. It went to Ghetto. He must have absorbed it. Okay, well, where is that? Like, he, come on, man. You ain't use it yet. <laughs> Because he definitely used it during the uh, the movie. He, he used it yet. Whole cloud. I, I'm not going to lie. I don't care if I'm on death's doorstep, critical condition. I would have picked playful cloud up and I would have put that bitch back. I'm not letting the ops get no more things to use against me. I wonder what playful cloud is made out of because like Megumi said that it was disgusting to use. So and he doesn't. It's probably like it's cursed energy that's making it disgusting. Not it's physical materials. Yeah, no, 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 I know it's just cursed energy, because he, like, how would a material like that feel disgusting? Like, that just doesn't make sense. But, like, at the same time, like, it's kind of like, what's going on? I don't know. I don't remember. I know, I remember them saying, like, cursed tools work this, like, work the same as, like, cursed sorcerers, like, their levels. But I'm not really sure if they explain, like, the exact science behind cursed, like, embedded tools. So, I don't, I don't really know. And maybe it just uses a lot of cursed energy, and that's why it just feels really draining. But I don't know. I just had a thought, but I forgot what it was. What were we just talking about? Cursed tools, the worm, ghetto, ghetto exercising or sucking up these curses when he done. With oh, them. I remember. So I I was thinking about kind of the the contradiction or like the inconsistency with ghetto's plan because so he wants to make a world. He wants to kill all non-sorcerers because non-sorcerers are the reason that curses are being created. However, he is fighting with curses. So I wonder if those curses know his grand grand plan or if he's kind of lying to them or tweaking the plan. Or maybe if his plan has changed since we saw him. He wants there to be no curses so that there are, like, no more tragedies. Like, he's seen, like, Rico dying, Kybera dying. But if there are no non-sorcerers, yes, there are no curses, but there are also no humans to enjoy the world of no cor- of the no curses. And also, most of the sorcerers are against him, so in order to succeed, he's going to have to kill all non-sorcerers, most of the sorcerers, and then in the world will be left with a few sorcerers that just obliterated the whole human race, so they're not, like, good people. Like, that's the world he wants, and then, like, what is the point of all this? Like, you're not creating a better world for people you're, if you're going to kill all of them. So, I wonder if either we're misunderstanding his plan or if it's changed or if he's just a psychopath. I think um, maybe it's been altered a bit. It's been 10 years. So, like, again, I think Ghetto didn't even know what he was, like, really going to do 10 years ago. He was just like, yeah, I just got to get the fuck up out of here. Also, like, they owe him a death sentence. I'm not going to lie. And that's a wanted fugitive, ladies and gentlemen. It is, yeah. He's, he's running away from a death sentence. I don't feel like he's running. That motherfucker walking. <laughs> they just not looking in the right places. Do they have a squad that look for these people or something? Because they're horrible. You need to fire them. I mean, well, Ghetto is is one of four special grade sorcerers, so. the point. Okay. Do you have any final thoughts about the JJK episode or anything that happened? I found something on the internet. Because remember we were like, uh, Shoko, she looks 
she's like has bags under her eyes and uh she smokes cigarettes now mm, well she always smokes cigarettes yeah she sure did but now she looks like she does crack um <laughs> i have this <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's just dongo but like she put it out there like as a um you know like offering oh and a cup it's basically like she she misses him like that's out of respect because he's dead mm. but basically what i just sent her was a little um thing from instagram is from this um account matsusaga m-a-t-z-u-s-a-g-a on instagram and it was basically saying like oh shoko likes harbor the whole time and it shows you like little scenes in the opening where she's like interacting with him, looking at him, getting pampered by him. She's that's also the person she's punching who's laying down in the opening. And like I guess this is like a visual with the students now and like she has a cup, she put up a, a cup for him and food and she's looking up at the sky and she actually is smiling, something that we have not seen her do present day. We really haven't, but also we've only we've only seen her when she's in the morgue playing with corpses, so ain't nothing to smile about. There is nothing to smile about, but like whenever I went in the comments of that post and stuff, people were like, "Yeah, possibly that and and ghetto like leaving broke her." Sure enough, because she was the first one to come into contact with him after he left, having this ca- casual conversation about him slaughtering an entire village. Bro, yeah, that was after Hybra's death too, so she probably didn't even give a fuck. I think she just wanted her friend to be alive. That's a good point. Yeah, Cersei's life is um is brutal. What what do you think is more brutal, sorcerer life or um or a ninja life in Naruto? Life. Which one? Sorcerer life. Sorcerer life. Yeah. They said what what the frick? I forgot what percentage, but I know when Kur and I was talking to Hinata's dad about the death rate of Genin, it was like something insane. Like they had a, a Genin has a pretty high death death rate. But at the same time, like, I think I'd rather thug that, that junk out. I, I just need to train real hard every day, every night, get my carbs up, work out. <laughs> like, that's the only way I'm going to survive out there. Like, but, like, at the same time, Jutsu Sorcerers don't even believe they're going to make it. Like, they already, like, oh, I signed the contract. I, I'm going to die. Like, yo, what? Yeah, it's it's just a matter of time before I meet a cursed spirit strong enough to kill me. Yeah, really. Especially and with I them sending first years on first grade missions. So yeah, that's knows? ridiculous, bro. That's that same junk as that Ganon shit. For real, yeah. When they when they had a group of um Genin, they only had a group of Genin to go retrieve Sasuke, finding against Jonin level sound ninjas. Like, bro, no wonder they all almost kicked the bucket. We're not we're looking not not one of them died in that mission. They probably should have killed one of them, to be honest. Kishimura probably should have killed one of them. It was yeah. early in the it was early in the show, but it, it would have been there. made more sense if at least one of them died. I feel like it would have been meaningful if Choji died, cause but then we wouldn't have Chocho, and she's like the coolest character in Boruto. So I don't know about all that. <laughs> I feel like it would have been more meaningful because he had like the he kind of had like the most surprising power up because like we already knew Neji was strong, and then uh, what's that guy's name? Kibiki? What's the dog's name? You remember his name? Oh my freaking gosh. It's been so long that I've watched Naruto that I'm starting to forget their names. I used to have every Naruto character's name like 
like clockwork in my head, just a roster. But I've been watching so much anime, they starting to go one by one. What is his name? I remember his dog's name is Akamaru, <laughs> right? I'm actually- Are you talking about Kiba? Kiba, yeah, Kiba. <laughs> yeah, Kiba lost. So, I mean, he could have died, but I wonder, no one would have cared because he just totally failed. Um, he was running the whole time. <laughs> so I feel like it would have been pretty meaningful if Choji died after his whole butterfly thing. Like, his was, like, really dramatic. But, I mean, it would have been meaningful if Neji died, too. His, that death scene, or he wasn't dead, but that scene when he was just, he almost kicked the bucket at the end, and then, like, there's a little butterfly, and then the ray of light, that was beautiful. And then his hair was untied, like, sprawled across his lifeless face. That was a good scene. I mean, he died later, so, but. <laughs> but, yeah, so any other thoughts? Or, actually, what would you, what would you rate the entire episode out of 10? Ah, a six. Six? Hey, 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 don't, don't hate the flair. Hate the game. <laughs> Why would you only rate it a six? Bro, because I just feel like um, it's going to get better, so. Yeah, it's going to, I mean, you rated it lower than the first episode. <laughs> and that first episode was good. <laughs> I like what I like. I already knew they wasn't going to come out hidden, but it's just like. That Itadori fight was a little bit too long for it to get anything more than a six. That's a good point. Because there was a lot of, like, just talking and, like, for giving this giving this opponent personality when it's just going to die. I'm not really sure why the episode wasted so much time on giving that cursed spirit personality. I, I, anyways, but that fight was a little too long. I'll give it a seven. It was an enjoyable episode. I, I like the technicality of it. It gave us a lot of information with the double veil the tactic that ghetto came with to beat gojo gave us a a lot of information a very information dense episode i liked it with action and the cliffhanger was really good maybe these cliffhangers be making me want to watch the episode on thursday (laughs) like man i have to at this point yeah i accidentally reminded her last thursday i was like oh did you watch the jjk episode and she was like oh well now i gotta watch i was like damn it (laughs) look what i did yeah, because I definitely would have ended up watching. Because usually by the time Thursday come around, I get so busy with school that I forget it's coming out. For real. Sometimes I don't remember that the JJK episode came out until Friday. I'm like, oh, yeah, the JJK episode is out. But I would give it a 7 out of 10. It was a, it was a good episode. It did what it did. It didn't do what it didn't do. 7 out of 10. Good. She said it didn't do what it didn't do. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't a bad uh, It wasn't a bad episode. It just... Yeah, and we'll rate we'll rate Gojo versus the Ops when the that fight is done. We can't rate it yet because it's just the beginning. But yeah, on that note, I guess we'll wrap this one up. Alrighty. Bye. Bye.